Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Bell Ringer podcast hosted by Sixers Wire of USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, the editor of the Sixers Wire site, Kai Carlin. I got my guy with me, Cameron Fields. Cam, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, Kai, man? I just, you know, was listening to the Drake album last night. It was pretty tight. Pretty tight. I'm trying to tell you, Drake, don't miss. I'm trying to tell you guys, man. Drake, don't miss. Now, listen, guys, today we have, nah, don't even start. We'll get into that later. Now, today we have a very special, special guest uh, with us today, Philadelphia 76ers guard, Zaire Smith, second year player. What's going on, Z? Hey, how's it going? I'm all good. How about you? We're good, man. Just, you know, trying to survive quarantine out here. We're hoping that, you know, we can get back to hoops and, uh, you know, Hopefully soon. Man, me too. Yeah. So listen, man, we're just going to dive right into it, man. So I got to ask, you know, like I know you were in Delaware and everything uh, when the season got suspended, but what was your instant reaction like when you saw that they were just going to kind of suspend everything and everybody kind of had to stay inside? Yeah, it was crazy because uh, I believe we, we had like 11 a.m. game, so we played that game. And then I drove back to Philadelphia, and I guess the next day after, I guess I was watching, I think, the Oklahoma City game. And the game got canceled, and it was, I was shocked. Couldn't believe it. everybody kept sending me the news and text messages. Yeah, because I, like I know uh, they can't. They straight up canceled the G League season, and yeah. you know, like I know you you were in Delaware for for the majority of the season. I, I know down there in Delaware, you were kind of down there to continue to develop and continue kind of get yourself going after a really tough rookie season. Um, what did Connor Johnson teach you down there? Because I, I know that like he and Brett Brown kind of like teach the same things, but. Was there anything new that Connor taught you this year? Uh, yeah, he uh, tried to teach me the same thing that Brett Brown. It's just that we don't have a Ben Simmons or Joel and B down there. So it's kind of switched up differently. So we played fast and advanced the ball more. So we just really played out of transition and running. What have, been, what have you been doing to, uh, to keep you know busy during the quarantine? Has there been a way for you to work out? Nope, I just be working out in my garage. I'd be lifting, doing push-ups and doing jump ropes and quick twist up and ball handling in the garage. Now, now, the NBA did come out and say that, like, they are going to allow teams to, like, reopen training facilities, I think, next Friday, May 8th. Like, mm-hmm. if, like if, that, if that's the case and, like, the Sixers can open up at some point, like, would you consider, like, maybe going to the facility and working out? Most definitely. I'm in there. Z, I mean, you know, you've gone through a lot of adversity your first two years um, in NBA. Just what's been your mindset like and, you know, how do you stay positive just – through all this, too, that's going on? Yeah, I uh, do my first two years. Yeah, I did have a rough year, but I just got to stay positive, just look at the bright side and just continue to grind. My family uh, did a great job just keeping me up and staying positive. Also, um, in terms of studying NBA players, is there an NBA player past or present that you really like to look at and be like, hey, I can take this from his game? Most definitely. Uh, I, I study film on all players in the NBA, present and past, but I like watching present. So I watch Kobe highlights and just underrated players like John Stockton. Not, yeah, John Stockton and just old school players. Do you watch, do you watch John Garth? Starks? I mean, John Starks. Oh, John Starks. Okay. John Starks. Okay. Now, see, I wanted to ask you, Z, because like that kind of follow up on that. I know you played like the power forward spot at Texas Tech. And, you know, you're coming into the NBA standing at six foot three. They're going to have you playing guard more often than not. So right. did you did you watch those guys to kind of figure out like kind of how, like how to play the guard position the best way you can? Yes, I did. Because I take like you said, I was playing the four. And when I decided to enter my name in the draft and stay in the draft, uh, I immediately got on my ball handling real quick. And the G League helped with that. Uh, I got a lot of reps in, tons of reps, and I just feel like I'm just continuing progression and getting better at it. Only playing two years of guard. Now, when you saw the team drafts uh, Matisse, 
like like on draft night like like what did it come as a shock to you because you know you guys do kind of play similar styles you're both defensive minded players you both play the same position were you a little shocked at all no not really i was just i was excited for him and texting him and i knew we played similar so it was fun playing with him and summer league and it's good to have him on the sixes yeah you talk about summer league you really showed out there last summer just what was that like going through that and really showing what you can do I knew it was going to be a big year for me my second year. Uh, I put tons and tons of work in, especially getting my body right. So I was just excited to go back out there and play after all the stuff I, uh, my first year, after all the stuff I've been through. And I just went out there and had fun because just play like every game was my last game. Did you get like any sort of encouragement too from your teammates, uh, your call like Brett Brown and stuff like that? Oh yeah, most definitely. They all encouraged and they was excited for me to come back as well. Now I know uh, Josh Richardson actually went down to a couple Blue Coats games like when he was hurt, like he kind of went down to Delaware and he would kind of support mm-hmm. you guys. Would he ever talk to you guys at all or maybe Joel or Ben or somebody to kind of be like, hey, like stay in your ear and kind of tell you keep moving forward? Oh, most definitely they all did because I believe Josh Richardson, I believe when he first came to league, he played in the G League, so he told me his experience. And when James Ennis was here, he told me about it too. Even though James Ennis is gone now, you know, he's with uh, Orlando. Like, do you guys do you guys still keep in touch? You know, because he he's a veteran. He's been around a little bit. Do you guys still keep in touch? Yes, we still keep in touch. He always uh, hitting me up and seeing what, how I'm doing and vice versa. Now, obviously, you changed your uniform number from eight to five this year to honor <laughs> to honor Kobe Bryant. Um, what did he do for you as a basketball player, is he? Uh, he just really just he, – he the reason why I got eight, so – just his game, like I'm big basketball. I love watching film, so I just watch his game, and he just made a great impact on me. And try to play like him, but it's hard to play like him because I really got my own style. And I guess the mid range dead in today's game, so I just <laughs> it's, it's his mumble mentality, grinding by any means necessary. Yeah, man, a- analytics out here, Z. No, no, no mid rangers. No, no, right. it's, it's all threes and dunks, Z. Threes and dunks. Yo, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You talk about your ball handle and working on that as you. uh worked on being a guard and you watch a lot of film was there a lot was there a guard that you like to watch in terms of seeing how you could handle the ball better yes uh i like watching Kyrie Irving because he got he got that thing on the string so especially just really all guards coming through pick and rolls my biggest fear was coming in pick and rolls because i've never been in it like i didn't know how to make no bounce pass and all that and the tag i didn't know how to read so now i be, i feel like i'm pretty good at it because i always come up pick and rolls and dribble handoffs that's really six of offense right do you, do you feel like, Z, that it's kind of been, like, the toughest part for you, like, in terms of development, just because, A, a you are so young, and, B, you had the adversity that we mentioned earlier, and, C, you have a position change at the highest level of basketball. So, I mean, do, mm-hmm. do, you, feel like, do you feel like all of that has kind of been the reason why you aren't in the rotation right now because it's taking you a little bit to just kind of develop into the, into the player you think you can be? Yes, most definitely, because first coming out of Tech, had to transition to a guard. Then I got hurt, so I had to bounce back. It just, just, just a lot of adversity. But I'm still grinding and team get better, and it's all matter of time. Couple more things. So, who's the best gamer on the team, man? Because I mean, like we we see Ben out here on Call of Duty. We see Josh playing in the FIFA tournament. Joel mm-hmm. thinks he's the best FIFA player of all time. But then Josh said he's the best in the league. Are are, are you a video gamer, Z? Like, are you out here playing games with these guys? No, nah, not really. I don't play Call of Duty. I just be playing 2K a little bit here and there. But no, nah, they they got in the games. But if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Ben because I always see him playing. Who's your favorite team to play with on 2K? I like to play with the all-time Sixers, Dr. J and Allen Iverson. Okay. That's a good answer. I'm telling you, the Sixers fans are going to love that one. They're going to love that. They're going to love that answer. Z, what kind of gaming system do you have, man? I got PS4. That's the way to go. I got an Xbox too, but I'm... 
It's trash. Whoa! Disrespect Dude. Xbox like that? Oh, I feel disrespected. Oh, God, nah, you got to get on that wave, man. Listen, right. Ken. Cam's been getting on me, dude. I have an Xbox 360. So, yeah. Do you have an Xbox One? Is, is, that, is that the box you have? No clue. They all look the same to me. I think I got both. <laughs> all right. We're going we're gonna to end it off, Z, with some rapid-fire questions. You ready? All right. Favorite movie? Uh, the Wood. Okay. That's a good one. Favorite <laughs> song? Uh, UGK. All of them. Okay. Favorite city to play on the road? Dallas, hometown city. That's fair. That that is a fair answer. Favorite sneaker? Puma. Oh, okay. Puma. Uh, there's a lot of more people. Uh, yeah, going going with Puma too. Yeah. If you had, if you could have a one-on-one matchup with anybody in the game, past or present, who would it be? Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. So I, I assume you've been watching The Last Dance. Yeah. Have you learned anything from The Last Dance, Z? Yeah. It just keep keep grinding. By all means necessary. It's hard because you ain't got no goal. So after I watch it, I just do some little exercise. You want to go to the gym and get it in, but you can't. All right, that was Zaire Smith. Z, thank you so much for coming on with us, man. We definitely appreciate it. We hope you stay safe. And we hope we can see you back on the basketball court here again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all stay safe, too. Hey, thanks, man. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You, too. Cameron, that was Zaire Smith. Really cool to kind of get into uh, like like a, another player's kind of mindset during quarantine. We had Glenn Robinson III on here before earlier. And it's just it's really cool to right. kind of like, like continue to see Zaire continue to grow just for the simple fact that he, he has had a lot of adversity. When you think about Zaire's for career, sure. yeah. like when you think about Zaire's career, my man has had to go through positional changes. He was playing the power forward in college. He was playing big, the big man spot. And now he's coming to the league, and they're telling him he's got to play shooting guard. For obvious reasons, he's six foot three, and he probably would have played the guard in college if it wasn't for the injuries up and down the Red Raiders lineup. But now he's coming in here, and then he had the uh, the, the allergic reaction, and then yeah. um, and the, the, the Jones fracture in his, right. his rookie year. This year, they draft Matisse. They send him down to the G League, and then this happens, and it's like, my God. It's so, I mean, he's a lot. Like, it's a lot to handle for a young kid. He's, he's young. He's like 19, 20. Yeah, he um, is young, yeah. I mean, like, like, this kid isn't even, like, old enough to drink legally yet. And... <laughs> And, and he's still out, and he's out here having to deal with like all, all this adversity. So, but there, but there's a lot to like about this kid's game. I went down to Delaware um, March eighth, like right before everything kind of went down. Okay. And, and he had a hell of a game. I think he had, I think he shot like ten for twelve from the floor. Had twenty four points. He was smooth. He was getting to the rim. He was active defensively. He was big on the glass. And that's what the Sixers could really use, you know, in the future. Now, obviously, Zaire isn't, like, a big three-point shooter just yet. But, this, right. but, but, like, this kid definitely has a lot of potential. The Sixers continue to grind and continue to believe in him. Yeah, I mean, you know, having that development in the G League, I think that's good for a lot of players because I think that the G League is growing. And as you can see now with players coming out of high school and be like, hey, let me go to the G League instead of going to college. Or – um, also, instead of going overseas. So I think that it's good. The NBA is developing its G League. And hopefully, each NBA team can have its own affiliate in a couple of years. I'm pretty sure it's close where every team does have its own affiliate. But I think, yeah, a few teams don't have it. And, and honestly, it's good for the Sixers to have something like that. To have the ability yeah. to, and the fact that it's in Delaware. Like, Wilmington, from Wilmington to Philadelphia, it's like an hour. An hour drive. Okay. So, so that's, it's how, like, that's how it is with the cannon charge too. It's oh, like, okay. yeah. So, so yeah. So it's like, like you, you can always like throw a couple of things out there and 
like have these guys go from like Delaware to Philly and back like Zaire, for example, like he said, the day that the NBA kind of officially was suspended, that was March 11th. They played 11 a.m. that morning. And I believe uh, he was actually supposed to be in Philly that night when the, when the Sixers took on uh, the Detroit Pistons. And like the fact that it's still right there and so close and Connor Johnson right. and Brett Brown are kind of like this in terms of, you know, how they run things. They run things exactly the same. And that's good for Zaire. Right. Yeah. Definitely for for sure. And, and I really hope that, you know, this kid can get it because he, he's such a good kid. He's a mild mannered, hardworking, the kid has been through so much and he continues to grind and there's a lot to like about his game. There really is. So uh, good luck to Zaire in the future. In terms of this team right now, the Sixers right now, do you really think that there's a spot for him on this team though? Or do you think that like maybe they would have to move him and get him for him to have an opportunity somewhere else? I think that it can go either way at this point. So, you know, you look at Trey Burke um, get going off the team, uh, being released from the team. And so I think that, you know, he could possibly take his spot because the Trey Burke thing really didn't work out. That, that, that really hasn't worked out as well. I thought I saw a lot from Zaire in the summer league last year. Uh, he really showed off his athleticism, um, his defense. And as you said, he's a growing shooter. I think that um, a player like Zaire is someone – Philly needs they really need that kind of off-ball guy too uh to work with Ben that athletic guard um similar to you know Josh Richardson in athleticism wise so I think that having athletes around Ben Simmons uh just helps him more and helps him succeed it would help him succeed and overall help the team succeed give Zaire some run and uh, give him some significant minutes as he's still young in his career. I feel like the Sixers could totally uh, like continue to develop Zaire the way he is right now because there's some there's one thing that's kind of on my mind, Cam, and I, I don't want to get your thoughts on this too. Josh Richardson is scheduled to be a free agent next summer, 2021. So that's, that's yeah, that's that's going to be a big free agency year. So it's like, Cam, do you try to bring Josh back and, and try to like put everything into your power to bring Josh back? Or do you continue to develop a guy like Zaire, um, a guy like Matisse, to eventually take over that spot? I feel like you got it because, look, if you're, you're the Sixers, right, you've put in so much money into Tobias Harris and Al Horford. And Josh Richardson is about the same age as Tobias Harris. They're around the same level in terms of, like, you know, time being in the NBA. So if you just – Say you throw a lot of money at Josh Richardson, you're already locked up um, with Tobias Harris and Al Horford for a good amount of time money-wise. So it's like, hey, unless you get Al Horford off the books via trade or something like that, or he retires or whatever, then I don't know how you can justify paying Josh Richardson what he – I don't think Josh Richardson would want to command a lot of money because – He's not, that's the market just really isn't there for him where he could command a lot of money. But I mean, you know, what if it just breaks the bank for you? You have to, I think it would be a big financial decision for them. Be like, hey, maybe we do develop one of our younger guys and, you know, they're a more financially sound option because of what happened, of what uh, the state of Tobias Harris and Al Horford's contract is. Well, because I'll, I'll be completely honest. When I look at Josh Richardson, just he's such a good player. Right. And he's, yeah, great. Yeah, really good. Really solid player. Yeah. For sure. And, and, like, and like Brett Brown and the, and the Sixers, you know, they value him. 
you know, highly. Brett Brown says it all the time. Yeah. Josh is our dot connector. He's the bridge builder. We we need him. He's kind of the glue that holds the team together. But 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 who's to say a guy like Zaire couldn't do that on a much cheaper contract? Who's to say a guy like Matisse can't do that on a much cheaper contract? You know, like there are a lot of different things that, you know, Zaire and Matisse can do. They're probably not there. Neither of them are the shooter that Josh is right now. Not, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Josh is like a sharp shooter because he's far from that. But Josh can shoot the ball. Like he's, he's having a down year this year in three point shooting, but that's because yeah. he's, he's on a team with basically no spacing and he doesn't get many open looks. So it, it's kind of tough to really knock those shots down. But Josh can play. But I don't know if you can give him like twenty million dollars a year because of you said Cam, yeah. you got so much money wrapped up in Tobias and Al. So at that point, you might really have to look at Zaire and Matisse and be like, okay, we're gonna do everything we can to groom you guys to prepare for when Josh is probably gonna leave in free agency next summer. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Josh shouldn't be in that that glue guy. I think that they should try and keep Josh Richardson, but it's like at what price, you know, because if you have that price where it breaks the bank, you're going to have a tough long-term situation finance-wise. And it's like, and it's too, if you don't, you know, win anything during that time, it's like, hey, we just spent all this money and we have nothing really to show for it. We have no title or anything. Like, was it really worth it? So, I mean, I think that that's going to be something for them to think about next summer. Um, 2021 is a big summer. Um, yeah, as the big prize in free agency. Right. So that's going to be a very interesting summer. Yeah, 2021 stuff is going to be a lot of fun. I personally think Giannis resigns with Milwaukee, by the way. I don't think Giannis will. will, will, will I think so, too. Yeah. 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 I'm not really buying the whole Giannis to Golden State thing and Giannis to L.A. I'm, I'm not buying that at all. On, on another note, and I, feel, and I feel like this is a positive note, Cam, the NBA is looking at Disney World to kind of you know, resume the season. And to be honest with you, Cam, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Disney World is kind of like its own yeah. city within a city. And, it, you know, Disney World has over 5,000 hotels. They have all those restaurants there to provide food for them. Um, they have, like, three or four basketball facilities that they can use so they can have three or four games going on at the same time. At one time, yeah. And to be honest with you, there's no fans allowed anyway. So there's not really, like, any, you know, huge, huge, I guess, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? huge incentive to like kind of have games played at different times. Like you can have games going on at the same time on like all a bunch of different channels and you can get it done quicker. Like I think Disney world yeah. probably makes the most sense right now. Right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, cause that was a concern that I had. I was like, Hey, even if you go to this neutral site, how many games are you going to be able to realistically get in? And then two, this works well for ESPN in particular, because is ESPN, uh is owned by Disney. Right. So you had, like you said, you can get on, on multiple channels. You can have one game on ESPN. You can have another game on ESPN2 or something like that. You can have a game on ABC. Yeah. Um, so just depending. And then, I mean, TNT, they still have their game. They still have their rights, too. So um, they have their own situation going on. You could have, um, you could have the TV situation be fine. Um, especially for ESPN. And like you said, it's like a city within a city. Um, it's, yeah, private property. So that would work well in terms of keeping that bubble intact. They, they want to roll with that bubble idea 
to begin with. Like that's kind of always been the the idea. You want to keep them in the bubble, have them go from the hotel to the arena and back. You don't want them going anywhere else. Um, so I, I feel like that's the best way to do it. Florida has deemed pro sports essential. So you kind of jump over the, the legal thing there too. It, it just, it almost makes too much sense. Now, obviously we all still have to kind of wait because everything has, does have to be deemed safe. So, you know, right. we do have to kind of right. wait and figure out like uh, what the doctors say and everything, but just that kind of says to me, Cam, that like we're definitely going to get hoops back by like the end of June, beginning of July, because I think we're going to get baseball back too. You know, we mentioned in the last podcast, the way baseball set it up was you could have teams play at their home ballparks with no fans. Like they don't have, they're not, they don't even need to find a neutral site. Like baseball's already kind of mapped everything out. And on top of that, I did read that the New York Yankees are expecting players back at their training facility, at their spring training facility in Tampa, Florida. So I I feel like we're going to get sports back in June. I I give it, I give another five weeks, which is going to which is going to go on like a very like long time, but it's something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember at the start of this, it was like, Hey, it's supposed to be like eight weeks. We're going to be going through this. And so I feel like, you know, me personally, I mean, I feel like I was relatively prepared for that. Um, I know I mean, it's been a very tough time uh, just for everyone, you know, everyone would like to have sports back, but we definitely have to wait for it to be safe and, make sure that the right precautions are being taken. Um, even, even if they come back, you know, like make sure that the testing is there, enough testing is there so people can be safe and ready to play. And when, they're ready, when they're ready to play, they're, they're good to go. Yeah, it's definitely going to be definitely interesting, but I do believe that we're going to get it back. I mean, May, May will probably be like kind of like, I guess like laying down the groundwork for, for it to get going in June and July. Like, I, I feel yeah, like all yeah. throughout May, we're going to begin to hear kind of groundwork and the framework of how sports are going to look like this summer. In, in terms of the 76ers, again, I mean, NBA training facilities are set to open up a week from now, which will be May 8th. Uh, I did see that the Houston Rockets, uh, courtesy of our co-worker Ben DeBose over at Rockets Wire, the Rockets are definitely going to open their facilities May 8th to players. So... That, that, I feel like that's something. It kind of gets guys back in the gym, gets them ready for the, uh, yeah, the presumption. And, yeah, well, let's kind of get going again, man. And hopefully soon we'll, we'll, we'll be able to have a better sounding system rather than, like, in our own rooms, like, like, like for, for the Zoom <laughs> podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. For sure. For sure. As we end this, though, Drake. Whew. Yes. My, yes. My man. All right. All right. Oh my God! He dropped. He dropped. Are we gonna call it a mixtape? Is that what it is? Is it a mixtape or an yeah, album? Yeah, it's a mixtape. Yeah, mixtape. Okay, so he dropped this mixtape at midnight last night, and I was up till about one thirty in the morning, just kind of vibing to it. <laughs> it's a straight vibe. And see, I'm not a like a huge Drake fan. Like I like Drake, but I'm not like oh Drake's like amazing. Da da da. Like because you know, he is I, Cam. Drake. Is. Drake misses high. Whoa. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, Drake misses. Drake misses. That's it's very rare. Short of it. It's That's very rare. But but last night Drake did not miss. I'm telling you, this is one of his best projects in a while, in my opinion. And I was I was straight vibing to it. Like I was texting my uh, college friends 
I was like, bro, not you too, man. I was like, oh, they like almost touched the nerve last night on not you too. <laughs> oh man, oh man, Drake just does not miss. Oh man, Drake, I vibe to it. I can't lie. My favorite song is "Desires" off of it. "Desires" with Future. Okay, with Future. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought that was I, like that one was definitely my favorite song. I liked. Let's see, I liked Pain 1993 until we got to that other rapper oh who I never gosh. even heard of. I never I heard of this. You don't need to listen to Playboy Cardi. I've never heard of him. Like I had never heard of this guy until like I, I, I saw him featured on this song. And I was like, I was like, I've never even heard of this guy. Uh, and then it got to his man. part and it kind of like ruined the vibe for me. It was a bad vibe. <laughs> ruined greatness. It did. It ruined the whole song. Like Drake was going hard, it like on the song, laying everything down, and then boom. Just I don't know. I didn't like it at all. It sounded terrible. So, overall, overall, I'm gonna give the album like if we're gonna rank it out of ten, I'm gonna give it a nine, but only because of Playboy Cardi ruining it for me. Loki, I'm tempted to give it a nine, but it's just like ah, like a not like it, it was it was like an eight and a half for me, like eight and a half. I'll give it that. All right, Cam, I'll agree with an eight and a half. I'm going to give it a nine just because Drake's my guy. He's my favorite like musical artist. Period. Okay. Okay. But but definitely the, the the Playboy Cardi guy again. Never heard of him, but like he definitely ruined like the whole album for me. He he just he he took away just oh he ruined Pain 1993 for me. He he ruined it. I thought yeah. D4L was a good song too. To be honest, I wasn't like I just felt like it was just too much sound on D4L. I was like, oh man, this is just like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was just so much. Like it was just sonically like just ah. <laughs> hey man, like, fair hey. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It was just right, like, guys. am I in the club or something? Like. <laughs> Oh, man. Listen, Cam, that, that, that's that's all the club we got for now, man. I, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, though. Once this quarantine is over, I'm definitely going to the club. I haven't been to a club okay. in years. I haven't been to a club in years, but, like, I'm going to the club as soon as this thing is over. Okay. All right. All right. I feel it. All right. So, again, big thank you to Zaire Smith for joining us earlier in the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check it out. Check us out on Apple and Spotify, SixersWire.com. Check out Cam over at Cleveland.com. But all of his work on our NBA Wire sites at USA Today Sports Media Group and AmicoHoops.net over there. So make sure you guys check that out. So for Cameron Fields, I'm Kai Carlin. Again, big thanks to Zaire Smith. We're out. We'll see you guys next time here on The Bell Ringer. <laughs>